0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport Podcast. My name is Seth Hensley, and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face-to-face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so it is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires generation z to pursue marriage become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen serve with furious intentionality love well and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another to access my sources subscribe to the show or get your copy of my latest book visit anchor.fm seth hensley or check out the show notes of each episode
1: All right. Hello, everyone. In this episode, we are going to finish the review that we started in the last episode. If you did not catch that, be sure to go back and listen to it before starting this episode. But without further ado, let's go ahead and pick up right where we left off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, and and just to touch kind of back on what you said about blue collar workers, people who are in a situation in life where they actually enjoy getting more money uh, instead of ha- instead of having more time, that's a great career for them, right? Because they if they're trying to live more comfortably uh, and they're willing to do hard things to get that the the, the resources necessary to do that uh, and sacrifice a little bit of their free time, I mean, um, that's a that's a job well suited to them. But if you're if you're in a situation in life where you begin to realize i actually don't want more money i don't want more stuff i don't want more modern convenience instead I want more uh valuable relationship then you know maybe you should consider guys is your ask yourself the question is my field conducive to that is my field I, I would, conducive uh, to actually I you know having insert, a family
2: I would insert one thing to um you know kind of put that into your mind is I talked to a few of my buddies uh the other day. We were just talking, you know, we all graduated from ACTC together. Um went through the electrical program and some of them were yeah. saying, you know, I'm still living below my means and uh right now I'm on track to, you know, retire at 45. Yeah. And you know, when so there is still a way to do that as a blue collar worker. Yeah. Really. Instead yeah. of, um, the hours that you're working, what we need to talk about is living below your means. Yeah. And, um, you know, being responsible yeah. enough to see where your needs are and where your wants are and, right. um, how, how we can begin to save money. This world right now is just so involved with consumerism that it, be- it has become a like non-saving um, you know, it's, it's not a saving society. We would yeah. save yeah. money well. Um, but you know, these guys that are young, um, you know, in their twenties working, you know, 80 hour weeks going out there and working on the lines and stuff. It's, uh, if they live below their means, um, you know, they could start a big family and be retired yeah. by the time they're, you know, 40. <laughs> Yeah, Um, you know, so it's in in still that's still a a big decision to make. And um, I think everybody has to weigh out what really means the most to them.
1: Yeah, and I I think a lot of young people need to realize that a temporary job doesn't have to be your career. I was I worked at Chick-fil-A for three years. That is not a job that I would make a career because it demanded a lot of my time. It was, it was not work that I found meaningful, uh, and it did not pay well. So what, if you choose that as a career and you don't develop a plan for how you're going to make more money by giving less time, what you're going to do is you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're showing up every day at Chick-fil-A, working a nine hour, eight-hour, nine-hour shift, uh, and you're barely making enough money to sustain yourself in an apartment with just basic needs, uh, food, utilities, and rent. So if you're doing that then that's your net that's a cycle you never get out of because you're never making more money by giving less time. So I had to make a plan, I'm going to become a teacher so I give less time and make way more money. And so that's what I think young people need to ask themselves. Are we having if you want to have a if you want to eventually find yourself in a situation in life where you have time and money and you're living comfortably and you have all your needs met uh Ask yourself, is the field I'm working currently doing that? So if you want to work fast food forever, that's fine. But there's a a pay ceiling. So you're not going to be – and there's also – they also will always take as much of your time as they can get. So there's there's almost like this point where you have to ask yourself, is my field, is this job, is this career actually going to be something that enables me to spend as much time with my family as possible? And I'm not knocking slant working fast food. I did that. As I said, it was very important that I do that during when I was in college because – you know, you've got to make money when you're in college as well. So um, there are things that you can do. My point is just have a plan, have a plan to be able to um, have a family and not give up all of your time while still being living and getting all your needs met. That's what I would really say. Uh, Let's see what Michael Knowles has to say here. Um, So far, he he just basically said that she was right in what she said. Uh, It was a valid critique and many
3: people feel the same. Because a lot of people work a lot more than a nine to five, though her argument is, well, it's more than a nine to five because I got to leave my house an hour and a half before I actually get there and I get back an hour and a half later. So it ends up being not an eight hour job, but more like a 10 or 11 hour job. And, and that's true. But even on that point, I think she's getting at something really important. Many people listening right now do not work nine to five. Many people listening right now, maybe most, don't work just eight hours a day. They work nine or 10 or 11 or 12. I couldn't tell you the last time I worked eight hours a day. But then again, I can't tell you the last time I worked because my job doesn't really feel like work. Some of the time it feels like work, but a lot of the time it doesn't because I'm doing something that I feel is purposeful and has meaning and I enjoy it. Or at the very least, even if I'm not actively enjoying it at any given moment, I'm deriving some deal of satisfaction and gratification from it. And this can be true of any job. You can consecrate any kind of work, even the sort of work that elites would sneer at and say is meaningless or drudge work or menial. Uh, No, you can consecrate that work to God. You can can find profound meaning in that. I mean, a, a classic example of this is if all of the journalists suddenly disappeared from the earth tomorrow, nothing would change. If all of the Plumbers or sanitation workers disappeared from the earth, society would come to a grinding halt within about twelve hours. There's deep meaning in that, even though in our society, we we deny such a thing and we pretend that the only work that matters is I don't know Hollywood or journalists or some wacko academics in their ivory towers. But no, there there, there has to be meaning there. But so the the issue that she's complaining about is not just. Uh, My job is annoying sometimes, which is an issue that every single person who has ever lived will deal with. The issue that she's she's complaining about is the dearth of meaning, which ties right back in with with what we were talking about when it comes to Speaker Johnson. If you think that there's no point to life, that we're just here to feel pleasure at any given moment, you're going to be miserable most of the time. Cause you got to work. You got to work at your job. You got to work on your personal relationships. You got to work in your home. You got to, you got to work by the sweat of our brow. We will, we will have our food. If you think there is a, a purpose though, which is, okay, I'm not just going to date aimlessly. I'm going to get married and I'm not just going to be in a partnership like the liberals talk about today, but I'm going to have a real family and I'm going to have kids. If I'm blessed to have kids and I'm going to raise those kids and I'm going to do so for a purpose because I think that we're here to. Uh, be fruitful and multiply and to flourish in our communities and to pursue the good and to glorify God, you're going to have a much easier time. And that eight hour job is going to feel a lot shorter and that 12 hour job is going to feel like an eight hour job. And you're not going to be concerned about uh, all the time you feel you're wasting. In fact, you're going to feel like there isn't enough time at all. Man, that was a great clip, huh?
2: Wasn't it? I mean, he, he, he said what I was trying to say but so Mm -hmm. much more fluent and graceful. I mean, yeah, the consecration part. I don't know. I have never experienced it single, but Mm -hmm. I know how much easier it is as a married man and a father being able to say, I'm not coming into work for just a paycheck to pay for the house. I'm not here to you know, just go through the motions. I'm not even here to be the best, the best at whatever I'm doing. Mm. I am Mm -hmm. here to do everything I can for my wife and my child at home to have the best life they can. And and that, that there is, you know, where that, like he said, it it doesn't feel like an eight hour day. You know, I, I would go in and work where I'm salary. I'll go in and work, you know, 10 hours that day. But the time that I have at home you know, it's, it it outweighs it. tremendously. Yes. You yes. forget everything. And, and yes. as long as you, as long as you keep that barricade up between your work and your family and you, you only work for your family and you don't go home for your work, then that, that mm-hmm. will stay yeah. that way. You, you will forget that stuff at work when you get home to your wife and child. Like yeah. Maddie <clears throat> always gets mad at me. She'll, I'll come in from work and she'll say, how was your day? I'm like, yeah, it was good. And I'm like, I don't really think about it. Once I get yeah. home, Like, I'm yeah. not thinking about the stressors. Like there's sometimes if something really bad goes on, I'll spill everything to her and then I'll be done for the rest of the day. And I don't want to yeah. talk about it because I'm yeah. just spending time with them. And it, it, he hit the nail on the head. I mean, yeah. When you have something like that at home to work for, it, it no longer feels like an endless rat race.
1: Yes, exactly. Because you actually have a goal, you have a, uh, a a goal, a joy set before you to endure the cross, so to speak. A lot of guys, a lot of what people don't realize is everyone, or at least all young people who are, you know, trying to make something of themselves in the world today are going through what that young woman described. They're going through the grueling work shifts, they're going through stressors, they're going through uh, commuting, they're going through paying bills, they're going through all of this stuff. And If you don't have a reason for doing that, you're going to quit and give up really fast.
0: Hi, guys. This is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question.
1: And, and, And that's what's happening with a lot of young men today. They're literally just quitting. They're just quitting and, and staying with anybody that they can find and, and just playing video games all day because it's not worth it to them to do these hard things because they don't have a goal set before them. They don't have a choice set before them. They don't have a, a marriage. They don't have a family to work for. And I think that is usually, usually, not always, but usually what, what incentivizes men to, you know, become, to, to better themselves. I, I really do think that yeah. I was less incentivized to to make something of myself uh, before i had um, before I was working towards the goal of, of becoming a husband I really was i yeah. you 're not as motivated if you you 've got to have motivation you 've got to have a reason you 've got to have a why as to why you 're doing hard things if you don 't have that reason if you don 't have that why you 're going to quit that hard thing very very quick, and of course if we quit every hard thing we come across we never become great in any area of life. So that's what I would encourage you guys today. If you're Uh, a young man or a young woman, particularly young men though, I'm talking to right now, get that reason. Make marriage your uh, why again. Because if you don't, I'd say you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better reason to get up. A lot of people try and make independence this thing that rewards them for their, their efforts. And they say, well, if you work hard, you can have your own place and you can have your own stuff and you can buy your own cool things. But in the end, I don't think those things actually give you a, a great enough ROI to make the work you went through to get them worth it. So you've got to have a reason, something that makes the work you go through to get that good thing worth it. And I would say that reason for most guys is marriage and family. Uh, Landon, any thoughts on that, as well as just kind of wrapping up on what Michael Knowles said?
2: Yeah. Um, so you were talking about independence and, uh, my wife may not be super happy that I'm sharing this, but we were talking this week about, um, you know, her staying at home and, um, you know, her lifestyle and all that. And she was telling me, you know, before we met, um, she had kind of just her and her boyfriend before me had broke up and she was like, I'm just going to, Go and get a job, get my money up, and then we'll deal with it later and mm. she was she you know she said her whole time she imagined that she would go through um you know somewhat of her adulthood being an independent woman and not mm. having to yeah. deal with that stuff and not having to depend on somebody and then all of a sudden you know, she, she's 23, she gets married, we have a kid and it's just like, all of a sudden she's wholly dependent. You know, we're both wholly dependent on each other. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that was a huge shift transition. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this culture of independence and not only the culture of independence, but the culture of like, um, you know, we, we have, we have problems with commitment, Um, and, and I think that everything in life comes with a commitment. Yes. You're going to take this job. You got to be up in the morning. You got to get up You gotta go to work. You got to do this stuff. You want to be healthy. You got to commit to eating healthy. You know, you want to follow Jesus. Jesus told us to sell your belongings and follow me. I mean, it was all about commitment. It it was all about moving in with a 110% attitude. And we we don't see that in relationships now. We don't no, see no. that in careers. We don't see any of that. And I'm not saying that you have to lock down a career right away and be 100% committed for the rest of your life, but yeah. you have to make a commitment to why you're doing it, and you won't have yeah. that if you don't have a commitment to somebody else.
1: Yes, that is correct. And uh, this is a quote that I think that's a very timely thing that Landon shared here on Independence, as well as um, you know, just basically wanting to do to choose your own road here, uh, I was about to share a post online uh, from from a lady that goes to my house church group. Man, this was one of the best things I've ever heard. She she said, "Ultra independence is a trauma response," and what I think of that is people who are independent are usually or, or who have this extreme draw toward independence. In my experience, are always people who have been let down. People who have been hurt and people who have been damaged by either, you know, the opposite sex in a romantic relationships or their parents or something like that. And because of that, they've decided, okay, nobody's ever going to hurt me again. What I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to not need anybody. I'm not going to have any kind of relationship that can impact me negatively at all. I'm not going to have any kind of any relationship in my life that has power to do that because I'm going to do everything myself. I'm going to be all that I need. I'm going to, uh, you know, fulfill every need that I have through myself. That way, I never let, get hurt again. And while that's true, uh, if you if you live that way, and if you if you choose not to do what Maddie did in, in the situation Landon's describing, if you choose to just go it alone for the rest of your life, you won't get hurt again. Uh, but you also will not experience the joys of having a truly intimate and romantic relationship. So it's 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 a it's a choice, guys. You've got to be willing to embrace the risk. You've got to be willing to embrace the uh, ability to be harmed by another person if you want to have a relationship. And I think Maddie made a great choice there in, in basically putting herself in this relationship with Landon where now, yes, she is dependent on this man. He, she is capable of being harmed by an action that he takes, but she knows the joy of uh, a relationship with him. Right. And I think that if you want to, if you want to know the joys of relationship, you've got to be willing to uh, be dependent on other people. You've got to be willing to uh, need other people. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable to other people. There's a great quote by C.S. Lewis, which I'll probably butcher here, but I'm going to do my best. It says, To love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you wish to keep it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your own selfishness, but in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, and airless, it will change. It will not become broken, but it will become impenetrable and irredeemable, because to love is to be vulnerable. Uh, That is a beautiful quote that I think summarizes that story Landon just said. Again, if you guys haven't read C.S. Lewis, man, I mean, I would just highly encourage you to check out some of his stuff. Um, but Landon, thank you for sharing that. And of course, if your wife does, if she's not comfortable having that story on the show, we'll take that off before ju- <laughs> before we put it out. Just let me know and I yeah, will I edit it out. Know. But um, we appreciate you guys sharing. And, and Lane and I have very much the same story. Just to share a personal, uh, a personal story for me, just to where I'm kind of matching Landon's vulnerability here, um, I was... In a situation before I found Laney, where uh, I had been hurt a lot by women, not basically being not as interested in me as I was interested in them, not able to match my level of commitment, not able to match my level of interest. And so I had decided, well, I could either uh, quit pursuing a relationship with a woman and never get hurt again, but I would also be giving up the joys of a marriage, or I could make myself vulnerable to being hurt again and embrace the possibility of a future with the joys of a marriage. And I am so glad, guys, standing on the other side, standing on the other side of my vows right now and talking to you, I'm so glad that I made the choice to take the risk and open myself up to hurt again for the joy, for the sake of the joy set before me, for the sake of that chance at a happy marriage, because now in a happy marriage, guys, all the risks that you're going to take are infinitely worth it. They are infinitely worth it, and I think Landon will tell you the same thing, uh, and Maddie would tell you the same thing again. Because I think anybody who has a happy marriage will encourage you. um, Just because you can be hurt by the opposite sex does not mean that you should give up on a happy, or on the on the chance of a happy romantic marriage, guys. Uh, It really, it really, all the risks, all the risks for me turned out to be worth it, and I would encourage you to embrace those risks as well. Landon, is there anything you want to add? There, we'll go ahead and wrap up after this. But uh, been a really fun episode. Thank you so much for being here dude. I know you've had a lot going on and especially oh, yeah. being yeah. a father and yeah
2: it's such a pleasure to talk about these things and I, I yeah. encourage you know everybody to you know find somebody near you, maybe a, a already married person or yes. um, somebody you know that it's a little further along in their journey than you are and talk about yeah. these things because we bounce these things off of each other and, and it allows us to grow and as we talk I reflect. Um, yes. I, I sit here and reflect on how how have I been in my marriage, and how how is our marriage growing, and is there anything that we can do better? So I yes. mean, it's a blessing to be able to be a part of this. And uh, yes, you know, absolutely, hope, we're I so glad it's a to have you. To everybody else.
1: Yeah, we 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 we're so glad to have Landon. He brings so much to the table. Not only not only the perspective of a fa- of a father, which we don't have, but just an alternate uh, you know experience. He's lived a different life than I have, so he's automatically able to bring you know a fellow male young man perspective to the to the table that i find so helpful he also had a birthday recently so everybody re- wish him a happy birthday a happy late birthday online um, we're, we're super grateful to have him and, uh, just reach out, send him a happy birthday through the link in the show notes. You can do so through the voice message link, just click on it, uh, wait the five seconds for the mic to turn on and then talk to us. And then we will be able to hear your voice. And this will be a conversation instead of a, you know, a monologue by two people up here. So really enjoy you guys listening. Really enjoy talking to you. Be sure to rate and review the show. If you like it, follow the show on Instagram and Facebook. If you're interested in the content, we post there as well. And thank you guys so much for listening today. We will talk to you all next time.